Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. Welcome to the holiday weekend welcome to oh. the the unofficial official start of summer 2023 let's uh let's let's pray for for good weather let's pray for outdoor drinking and all of the good things that come with a uh, robust season for people in the in the hospitality industry and uh for short work days and work weeks so, Thank you. Uh, good night. Here, here. Just so you know, at least down here in the beach of Jersey, we uh, the good hospitality days are the longer work days and work nights. So you conflated two things there. Oh, I, I was more, you know, for myself. I, yeah. yeah. You're hoping to be Justin this summer and just sit out on a beautiful veranda all the time. I'm just, I'm, I'm here to just do the parenting thing all summer long. On the lanai. Um, and I. Yeah. Uh, welcome to my gazebo. So, uh, so yeah. So is this, are we recording now the Thursday prior to Memorial Day weekend for Monday of Memorial Day? I, Justin. Yes. That is correct. All right. This is the most current we've been in a long time, isn't it? Yeah, but the state of the world, I mean, we could say something right now and it would just be... It'll change by Monday. Exactly, it'll change by yeah, <laughs> the time this uh, uh, 45 minutes with uh, with our good friend. Our good friend and return guest, Joey. Is this your third time on? This is my third time on. Three-peat. Joey Pepper three for the three-peat. Mm-hmm. Except for Evan Watson and the inimitable chief. Who else has been on thrice? Justin. Uh, I'm not sure. Good job, Justin. Justin, M Sounder probably. We probably had Justin. We've had Joel Shelton uh, and M Sounder. Yeah, those are two good ones. Uh, I think M's around the three or four mark, though. I don't think she's much past that. Okay, but we're talking about threes. And all right, okay. Stop yelling at me, John. Jeff Cialetti. That's right. Every time he writes a book, every eight months. That motherfucker uh, is prodigious. He, he is, really is. He is the 10,000 monkeys. <laughs> um. All I right. wish I had his stamina. I wish I had his energy <laughs> to write books. I, like, I've been staring at a proposal on my desk for the last 18 months being like, I should probably get around to finalizing that. Yep. Meanwhile, Jeff writes nine new books. Uh, but speaking of exciting things and, and onward and upwards with the arts, um, we should focus on Joey. 
Yeah, Joey, what's going on in your world, man? <clears throat> Catch us up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've finally uh, started something of my own here. And, Yay. you know, we've released the first three beers uh, the end of April. And Ooh. they were really well received. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a new thing as far as doing this under a contract and working at 12% to have these beers produced as opposed to being in my own shop and getting to be, you know, there to inspect and check in on the beer every day. So it's been an adjustment, but I'm, I'm really proud with how the first releases have turned out. And I definitely feel like these are, are very much my beers and um, yeah, I'm excited to keep, keep going with this. Good for you, man. That's fucking awesome. So let's start. So you hit most of the important highlights, but Talk about the brand, where it's available. You're brewing at 12%, which is not only a distributor, but it's a brewery. Yes. Um, so hit all those highlights again so people, you know. John always yeah, yells absolutely. at me for a shorthand. John always yells at me for a shorthand, and you just use a shorthand by my standards. So oh, yeah. flesh it out <laughs> a little more. <laughs> absolutely. So this project that I've started is called Shanker Beer Company. And Shanker is a family name. It's actually my grandmother's maiden name. And in Yiddish, to shanken is, is to give, and the German etymology is closer to something that would have referred to as a tavern keeper. Um, okay. So it felt like a perfect name for this project. And it was something that was personal and close to home while also not using the, you know, the name Pepper, which I feel like would have created a Jolly Pumpkin effect. And everyone would think that there's pepper in every beer, which, uh, you know, can't do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud and delighted of you for realizing that before. <laughs> <laughs> the market told you it's yeah uh, absolutely if, if, if i told you all the times i had i think i've told the story before but i named my double ipa 077 xx because all the zip codes around here are 077 something something without realizing in everybody's brain i was inches away from james bond and spent three <laughs> years just being like it is not 007 fuck <laughs> good for you for realizing that before you wrote it on a can sure i love it yeah um, so that's where the name comes from so and... when you're when you're doing this talk to me about it's always funny i think our friend calagione wrote that the greatest work of fiction ever written is the business plan for a brewery but uh let's talk about like from right now from you your first beers just came out weeks ago you're having success with them what size batches were they? How far did you push them? What, you know what I mean? How much was keg? How much was cans? And where do you, where do you hope to see this get to on a three-year horizon? These were 30 barrel batches each. Um, and it was kind of nice to be able to do three different styles. And it kind of was ripping the Band-Aid off on doing three different things at this facility that, you know, I'm obviously brand new to. So, you know, we were able to do a Hella style lager as well as my Berliner Weiss uh, called Glow Up that I do with different whole fruit uh, that I mostly process myself and then doing a hoppy beer as well. So these three very different beers um, that all require their own techniques and conditioning and time in different areas. Um, so it was nice to be able to kind of do all those three at once and be like, okay, this, wor this works. I was able to Oh no. He went away. And nope, he's back. I'm sorry. Wait, you All dropped right. your last let's call it six words. Uh yeah, I'm 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 not sure what the last ones were, but it would have been um, you know Go with it. Methods, Stream of consciousness. I was able to 
yeah, it's um, I'm excited for for the next ones. But um, as far as distribution, you know, they were a distributor importer uh, for many years before creating this facility in 2019. So this facility was for brands that they currently represent to, to make beer there, as well as new ones that they brought on, like myself. Uh, to make their product there as well. And they definitely have a nice facility. It's a 30 barrel system, plenty of tanks. They have a 24 head uh, rotary counter pressure canning line, um, plenty of DO meters. So it's it's really nice to be able to go into this facility and we're able along the beer process that are really important, obviously for a good outcome. Now of these three, the the brand... <clears throat> I know best the the market traction it seems to me you would have most but again I'm a I'm a niche market from a niche corner of the world is glow up um how did that how did that roll out for you were people like oh thank god because it's been a while since I've seen glow up in the wild glow up in the wild how was yeah talk um, to me about that was it like you know was it well received around Brooklyn Queens Manhattan or did you push it out further and you know what I mean yeah, um, I think people were really stoked to have this beer back. I think Glow Up is very different than what's out there in the current market for these Berliner and Goza-inspired beers um, that have become heavily you know, pureed and are overtly sweet and aren't really the kind of beers that I like to make when I think of this style. I like to make something that's relatively dry and bright um, and trying to use whole fruit, which definitely has a more unique character and I think carries over better into the final product. And there's a lot of people that really latched onto that as well and, and also recognize that, you know, I think that this beer is a little different. Um, so people that, you know, had loved the series, you know, back while I was at Folks Beer were really stoked to have it back. And while we obviously distributed some in New York, we were also sending the beer to New Jersey, Connecticut and Rhode Island. So it got a slightly larger footprint um, that we were doing, you know, certainly regularly at Folks Beer. So kind of was nice for, people that knew the beer already to have it back and, you know, kind of have this, this rebirth of it. And then also for people that were not familiar to it, to, to really enjoy it as well. It was cool. Right on. All right. So what brings us together on steal this beer is a candid conversation of beer, what it is, yes. not what we thought it would be, what it's doing, not what we hoped it would do and where we would drink it. If it was sitting in our cellar and where you should drink it, if it's sitting in yours to facilitate this conversation, John and I drink blind out of black glasses um, and the labels are obscured in the finest craft foil procured by Justin Kennedy at all the most important foil stores. Frequent in and, target shopper. In and around Brooklyn. Frequent target shopper, Justin Kennedy. Um, and Joey, you have this beer, yes? I have the beers. Awesome. And are yours obscured in the finest artisanal foil like mine? They are. Is your glass opaque? Uh, I have something close Can enough. Can you see the collar? Oh. All right, good. All right, I so let's, then you're involved in it. the game this time. <laughs> John Hall, we've got a delightful, um, delightful little brown ale here with some textural confusion going on. What do you got? Uh, I will agree with the textural confusion. It's, it's, it's got a nice full body to it, but, um, I, I, I've been sipping on this, uh, listening to 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 Joey uh, plot out his dream, and my my mind was like, okay, this is 
a perfect conversation beer. This is the beer that I want sitting at a comfortable bar. Um, not really thinking about it too much, um, you know, but just having this beer in the moment. And as I was thinking through that, uh, my mind went as it does so much these days back to Duluth, Georgia and good oh. word. And some of just like the neat little beers that Todd DiMatteo is making and, you know, serving them in, in, in those dimpled pub mugs. And, you know, it, it has this nice, um, like chestnutty, a little bit of like caramel. Uh, there's like slight twinges of, uh, of stone fruit, but it's not like a quad or barley wine heavy. Um, and that, but it has that body to it. Um, but it's a tiny text, beer, right? I, I would, at first I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be like a, like a sneaky six or something, but I'm, I'm really hoping that this lands in that, that three and a half percent range, because okay. once I can get past, once I can get past the, 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 um, the, the thickness, I guess, um, there's not a lot of astringency or anything else there that would, I don't know. I'm not getting like a ton of. Do you not have a crazy panic dryness on the tip of your tongue once that sugary bit blows out? No. Joey? I mean, there's definitely a, a dry finish to it, but I think the mid palate definitely, you know, has that kind of perceived sweetness to it. Um, but, you know, this definitely has all the call signs of a nice, you know, English dark mild. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it tastes, so it actually tastes, it smells like Newberg's brown to me. Um, I'll go along with it, that. Yeah. It even starts. Like I said, a little sweeter than that, a little more robust, um, like a little bigger, but but again, like a higher gravity finish, bigger, not a higher alcohol finish. Um, but then it ends it. And so for these beers, like I like almost a kind of husky dryness to the end. But this is more like a tannin or, you know, grape stems or. I yeah, as you as you said that the first time, my and, and thinking about you know the, some of those Todd DiMatteo beers and everything else like that, my mind went to remember the old, um, I forget the style, but the old like Tetley beers. I do not, but to be fair, usually when I drink, I forget what I'm drinking. Okay, but like 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 a British pub beer kind of thing, but like okay. it, it's like a Tetley that had that. Tan, like that sweet little like tannic, the tiny little, little tea leaf tea maybe that so yes yeah, so yeah. the tannins i'm trying to describe is like an overbrewed tea mm -hmm. but yeah but not like, nice... like it, not like a malt you mean like like there's some in this flavor profile there's a good so joey help me out here like rice holes you know what i mean like like you just envision them when you taste where it's like oh there was a lot of husk on that barley uh, whereas this one's more like, like an overbrewed tea tannic dryness. If if I get whatever, it's not it's not bad. It's just it's not no, landing. I, I, I love it. It, this is... it makes a hard left at the at the end of the jug handle. It doesn't see it through. How's I, that? Sure. Yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying about the the tannic finish. Yeah, All I right, dig it. So you love it, right, John? This is your I, thing. yeah. So this is this is to, this is to, where to make this a smoke up, Todd. Lucas Todd DiMatteo's ass 
episode. But if uh, we love, we this, love Todd. Of course, he gave we love me this Todd. With his fried chicken, oh the the natural richness of the fried chicken would con- You know, you know what's sad? What if I say this? Oh, Joey, put on your put on your geekiest beer geek cap. Would a little mm-hmm. diacetyl save this and be in style for this beer? Oh. Uh, there, there oh. is a little diacetyl. Oh, see, that's what happens when Augie doesn't smell. <laughs> so then I'm wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, it just was, I wanted to have just a touch more slickness. And this is one of those styles where you can embrace diacetyl, right? So, hmm. You can. John, are you I, getting still, I still fight against it these days. You can't uh, I, fight against it in English miles, Joey. It has to be uh, there. I have it has to. to be. Sorry. Get your ringwood out and ferment your fucking browns, dude. <laughs> <laughs> ferment your fucking browns. Um. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's let's do the. Justin. So where are we drinking this? Wait, where oh. are we drinking this? I'm drinking this. I don't want to say I think Todd would make this beer, although I don't think Todd would hate this beer either. But I would definitely eat it with his fried chicken with a big fucking smile on my face. Otherwise, fish and chips. Yeah, no, I'm just. Uh, this is. I want something this, greasy with it. I want. I want a. This is a conversation beer. This is one of those ones where you're sitting. No matter where you are, I, I need this in a dimpled mug and like a cooler filled with these that I can just keep topping off the glass with fresh cans. Fair enough. Or pulled from a cask engine, Joey. It's your turn. Write a mm. sentence. Ooh, this on cask sounds nice right now. Uh, uh-huh. Fish and chips. That was a pretty good call. Um, <laughs> would be something nice and light with this. I mean, a little Welsh rare bit with this would be great as well. Ooh. Have you guys ever had fried Mars bars? Yeah. Ooh, no. Make it all the way through to fried Mars bars. Oh, uh, yeah. So good chip shops. Joey will just throw many of the various M&M Mars candy bars into the same batter they fry fish in and fry it for you as the nice. dessert at a chip shop. It's uh, ridiculous, but I think the brown, that that little bit of finish confusion of mine would definitely be solved by some chewy nougat deep fried. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's get back to Joey Pepper. But it's what time is it? for reveal. Is are we going to let Kennedy yeah. talk? Kennedy's been sounding like a man in Aruba to me, so I don't know if he wants to read it to us. What are we drinking, Monsieur Justino? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This is Threes and Fourths in Maine. It's called. Little bit of now or is an uh, oak cooler aged dark mild with honey. With honey, mm. local honey, honey yeah. local honey from Pennsylvania. Oh, Pen- well, well sure, ABV? you can definitely taste that uh, Commonwealth honey in there. All right, we know all these people, so we can find out. But see if it's a first or second use fooder. I wonder if that tannin is just oak tannin from the yeah. fooder. Cold conditioned in oak barrels and fermented with sustainably harvest honey from Carajo Bee Farm. Awesome. And there's a QR code that I'm not going to use. But... <laughs> yeah. right. 3.7. 3.7. Perfect. It's a great beer. Yeah. Nice that's... work, team. Yay. That's awesome. All right. So, okay. Joey, let's get back to you. What are your next three beers going to be and when are they coming out? Yeah, so last week I brewed a couple more, so I was able to put a Pilsner in the tank that will be ready mid-July, and I did a rebrew of the initial IPA that we did that people really seemed to enjoy and sold very well, so we decided to do a rebrew called, um, it's called Emerald Gardens, it was done with all Freestyle, Nelson, as well as Motueka, so that'll be out in a couple, Is it hazy? two, three weeks, it's a hazy, Is it hazy? 
Do you it's hazy, see, it's hazy you enough use, uh, for, for the haze crazies haze. and not too hazy for the people that, you know, want something that's still a bright IPA. Did oh. you pitch Conan? No Conan. Oh, what'd you use? That was such a flat response. <laughs> oh, no you're doing trade secrets now. Trade secrets. Oh. Wait, you're keeping your yeast a secret? Yeah, I, I don't feel like announcing to the world this particular yeast that I ferment this beer with. All right. Um, you'll grow out of that. That's okay. I understand <laughs> what it's like to be a new guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks, Augie. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, every, so we got those two. Come for the blind beer, stay for the condescension. Yeah. Oh, that's no, what people listen to the show nobody, for, isn't it? Nobody can make boat. I can give them the exact recipe and nobody can make it. You're the chef. Sure, it's, not, sure. it's not the ingredients, it's the chef. But I get it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Joey, I'm excited so for the slew of text that is coming your way for the next three weeks where it's just tell me your yeast, tell me your yeast, tell me your yeast, tell me your yeast. <laughs> you can trust me, Joey. Um, I'm your friend. Mm. Yeah, so got those two beers in the tank. Um, and I actually have a little vacation to Italy coming up. <gasps> so we're excited about that. Where? Uh, we will be going to Naples, Ischia, and Tuscany. Nice. That's yeah. a good, good time. Oh, I'm very jealous of that. Yeah, um, definitely looking forward to it. So, no doubt. So, um, are you going to brew over there? Are you going to try to brew? It's going to be more of a vacation. Uh, okay. We're meeting up with friends for kind of the second leg of it. And then my wife and I are just kind of going for a nice little time for ourselves to Naples and Ischia and then meeting up with everyone in Tuscany. Um, we are going to a winery, though. We are getting to go to visit sure. uh, Stella uh, di Campalto, which is a really lovely winery. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Is that in Toscana? Or are you? It's it near. A... Um, we're kind of staying more towards Vinci, and it's kind of like super Tuscan region. So we're going to travel. It. It's like about an hour drive uh, to get to nice. Stella. Um, nice. Not too far, but you know, close enough that we felt we felt it was worth going. Sounds awesome. All right. So let's talk about uh, lifestyle shifts on the actual brew days from the old folk spear system, which we all know and love. We actually recorded in amongst that system at least once. So when you're prepping fruit for glow up, what did you schedule your hours for fruit prep for a 30 barrel batch versus a folk spear small batch? Versus what was the reality? Talk to me about talk to me about those funds of growing your production size, just sure. in terms of the fruit. <laughs> yeah, so the fruit, honestly, it's not too big of a jump since uh, a lot of those glow up batches were actually fifteen barrel batches. Um, so most of the fruit processing that we did for glow up at Folkspear was for that size. Um, Got it. And this is scaled up to thirty, so it's it's about twice the amount that I would normally do. Um, and yeah, essentially I'm going up on a separate day to 12% to process that mostly by myself. And they have people depending on the day that, you know, can take a moment and help me. Um, but for at least this first batch, no, it was, it was pretty much myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, depending on what we're working with, it can be more time intensive than others. Um, you know, something like citrus, I think is the most time intensive, um, just, you know, Processing all the zest and getting as much out of the fruit. Um, Have you seen? Wait, are you? Well. Let me interrupt you for a second. Are you friends with the Bolero Snort guys at all? 
Um, I may have met them like many, many years right. ago, like at Coppermine Pub, honestly. Joke, oh, like, that's how long ago we're talking. <laughs> uh, that, that would have been Bob, not Scott. And that would have been gotcha. the best possible meeting of Bob. But if you go on their <laughs> Facebook page and scroll back, you'll find what I thought was the most amazing thing I ever see where somebody on their team was zesting limes by basically, if I remember it right, you're going to have to find the image, but they'd like put a fork on the end of a power drill. And we're putting yep. limes on the fork and putting a zester against it, which I immediately was like, genius hack. And immediately caught the entire management team of Bolero being like, not OSHA approved. This did not happen in our... <laughs> it, was, it was an adorable <laughs> give and take. But for zesting, I was so fucking delighted by the Stanley Power Drill Lime Zester Automation. Yeah. So yeah, three threes has done something like that as well as uh, fauna floor. Um, <laughs> you know, when you're processing whole fruit at scale like that, you know, it's kind of like a manpower uh, can can easily take over. You know, if you have four people working on it, it, it goes by pretty fast. But yeah, <laughs> one or two, you know, definitely a little bit more time consuming. It. I was so delighted by it. It was so janky, but so smart and so cool. Um. Awesome. All right. Well, that all makes sense. But so you, you're still seeing everything is just a linear doubling and it's not, you're not adding or losing time in the estimations. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so what is, I should know this because a bunch of my friends are with 12%, but what is their distribution footprint? How far can they take you? So where I'm, I'm personally trying to keep things relatively close to home and try and stay, you know, in the Northeast, um, just because that's the market that I want to focus in. But, you know, 12% is, you know, all throughout the country. Um, so any state- Are they that literally they all the states? Well, here's the thing is they have distribution to certain states, but they have a partner that they work with, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they have partners in the Midwest and out West that they are sending the beers to. And that partner company is actually the one distributing the beer, but they can take it there. Um, so it really depends, I think, on what the brand is looking to do and how much production they're trying to do, whether it matters to them, you know, how close the beer stays to the facility. Um, but for me right now, I'm really just focusing on New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, and Rhode Island um, right now with uh, possibly some beer being sent to Vermont and Maine during the summer months, um, as nice. well as sending some down to Virginia and D.C. Um, and working with my friend Isaac that does Reverie. And just trying to work with people I've either done business with in the past or I know personally um, and, you know, not make it as a hyper local brand, but something that has, uh, you know, roots and something that is in a certain area. That's uh, that that seems very sensible, Joey. Very, very wise. Um, that's right. So I had a question in the middle of that, but I lost it because I paid attention to the rest. Um, all right, let's jump on a glass two and then we'll we'll come back to if I remember that question. If not, we'll just move on. But um so John. Yeah. I'm really torn here. Yeah. What's wrong, baby? You do not I, like this one? No, I don't, I'm not taking it. I'm loving it. Mm. We are we're at odds today. So this beer is doing for me what the other beer didn't. So feels like a much cleaner ferment, which is showing off some malt character better. Um, there was a nice kind of cotton candy aroma when I first started, like like hot cotton candy being spun, but none of that sweetness on the palate. And then there's a fun kind of, um, you know, grain born. 
that huskiness versus that tannin thing. Yeah. That I was just talking about where it's like, oh yeah, that's that's got some tiny bit of astringency born of the flavors I'm tasting, which is nice because it goes hand in hand. It's not dissociated, right? I'm not tasting, and I'm not saying this was the case with the other beer, but the other beer tasted like malt plus barrel, and this tastes like a similar profile, but like it all came from one place. So it it walks hand in hand better to me. Um it You're is being also very nice to this beer. Okay. It is also much <laughs> sweeter than I think it should be, right? Because the, the ferment yeah. smells very clean, right? There's there's barely any phenolics to it. Um, it seems to all be the the aromas of the malts, but it it finishes kind of sweet to me. Um, and kind of boozy, like a little bit rich. So you hate it, huh? I, it's definitely going to be Orval, right? Are they, are they canning Orval? They're canning Orval now. <laughs> um, I, I want to hear what Joey thinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with John on this one. I, I do not care for this beer. Yeah. It, uh, I, I'm finding it flabby. Um, yep. There is it's a, super flabby. Why is that it, bad? It, it, there's a cloying sweetness to it. It has the sort of like... I'm almost thinking like in and like the old school, some of like those old school imports after they've been sitting around for a while, like German German imports, like like a Grolsch that's just been like sitting on a draft line forever. Um, and there, it, it, I don't know, it, it it's that it's that cloying sweetness and that flabbiness that I'm just Ooh. coming off of that last one that I really just enjoyed. This is one of those ones where it's like I want this to be more than it is, but it's just. Oh, no, I think I like your old school Grosch thing, because where I want it is like a giant plate of sausages and kraut. But, boy, yeah, but I want something I want that this. has but I but I want something no, that has a little like, I, standing up a little bit straighter. And this smoky is sausages and that sweetness and that fucking richness like this. This beer feels seven, eight big. Well, seven big to me. I um. If I had the delicious plate of sausages, uh, the sausages would be gone and most of this pint would remain. I think now I want to make you I want to take you to what's what Joey What was that little bar that used to do like German proper hall service on like Avenue B or C around 7th Street. Oh, damn. I'm not sure. It was like super, super famous for a little while. Zoom, Zoom Schneider. Thank you. If you got this at Zoom Schneider with their plate of sausages, you'd be John, you'd you'd, you'd I, be wasted. Because <laughs> I'd be hitting my hip flask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Bryson. <laughs> Where did you come from? Pocket um, Where did you come from, Lou Bryson's pocket whiskey? Yeah, it just uh... It's just not doing it for me. I just there there's I get it. Can't it. Not, get past that. Yeah, uh, John. I'm glad worry. I'm glad you're I'll, here I'll to advocate. Take, for I'll it. take you to a place that has a mosaic hazy. We'll get you what everybody else likes. This is Don't this is gonna this it. is gonna be like one of those things where we're gonna do the reveal and I'm gonna be like, God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it re- it, they really did start canning Orval. <laughs> no, there's no way this is Orval. No, too sweet. No, too sweet. But nicely, yeah. so I like. So you know how the other one said honey. Like, I want this one to say honey, but honey malt, not honey, honey. Anyway, all right. You guys hate it. I'm what okay. is it, Justin? Justin? Ein Becker Maybach. Meyer no Bach. way. Come on. Whoa. No <laughs> way. Wow. It is. Guys no way. 
See, Damn. I knew I was going to be. See, I don't know what Justin just said. So mm. what's I'm Becker, my Bach? I'm Becker is one of those old school German breweries. Yeah. Uh, and they're and sticker canning now? Yeah. They sure are. Uh, so, John, every other time you've had this beer, was it in a bottle? Uh, or I've had it. I, I tap, had this. Yeah. Yeah. I had this on draft at Brick Store when we were there. So, is it possible the problem is you've never had it fresh, fresh? <sighs> I mean, it is May and it is a my Bach, right? So, it's not old. Um, I think the other issue, too, is that this is, you know, this is not being packaged at the United. This is definitely being packaged in Germany. So whether I just you know, I just saw Be United on the side and got was like, oh, that kind of yeah. makes sense. But yeah, if they are yeah. packaging it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's just imported. Mm -hmm. So they didn't can it here. Um and Ooh, I wonder, you know, they're doing proper sticker cans over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not because the yeast character is bizarre to me. Uh, and I it really has so. this really odd bitterness to it that I am surprised to see in an Einbecker beer like this. It, I'm super I, as it's warming up and as I'm sort of swearing, it, it, it backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. No, 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 it's no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not changing my, no, this is still flabby around the edges, but Joey talking about yeast, there is a slight like, like Weizenbach character to this. Like there's totally. a little bit of like that banana sweetness. Yeah. Um, that's coming. And that's, that's what all I initially I got when I cracked This it. is not, this would, if I had this, lessened. yeah, if I had this out, this, this would be a, an unfinished pint. Oh, I would definitely finish this with food. You can, then Especially you can have mine. in May at a, at a May fest. No, this is... I'm... And not out of a dimpled pint, out of a fucking proper stein. Sure, but I'm I'm still bummed about it. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I liked it. Yeah. Um, that's fine. We can't always agree. Um, cool. All right, Joey. So what's... Uh, I like remaking the IPA. I'm glad people are liking it since that is how we all pay our bills these days. Um... <laughs> I love the glow ups back. So how many glow ups do you think you'll do in a year and how many versions within? You know, it's really going to depend on obviously how much time I can get on the brew deck, but with these beers continuing to sell well, that shouldn't be as much of an issue. Um, but I'm definitely looking to do at least three to four more glow ups this year. Um, nice. So it might be like a once every two months kind of a thing where we'll release more. Um, so That's the reason cool. I brought up that Italy trip is just because obviously I'm not going to have any beer made during that time. And it's just 10 days. Hence the lager. Like, hence the lager. Hence <laughs> making an IPA that we can at least, you know, get most of it done before I leave. And then when I come back, I'll do a cucumber lime version of the glow up as well as a new pale ale. Nice. That sounds great, buddy. But yeah, what do you think of your pale ale? to the other for the glow ups, um, you know, cucumber lime, watermelon, raspberry, things that. I definitely really love and that have translated really well with these beer um, and bringing those kind of classics back. And then, you know, the yuzu as well. Um, so things that have, you know, definitely worked in the past for us. Um, so I'm excited to bring those back. And then for the pale ale, um, same secret yeast as the IPA, uh, slight <laughs> tweaks, and uh, a nice little blend of some fun stuff, honestly, some uh, New Zealand Grown Cascade, uh, HBC 586, which really needs its own name by now. And uh, I think I are. Do you not think I think they've settled that that's its name? I mean, it might as well be at this point. It seems to me like <laughs> their marketing is leaving it as that's its name. Like they didn't come up with the name in time, and now so many yeah. people know that one 
That's so true. I, I'm not kidding. I think it's become its name. I don't think they'll ever give it a name. Yeah, at um, this point, I wouldn't be surprised. See, what's funny is I'm at a very different instinct point than you. Not that I don't do a different fucking that kind of hoppy pale ale every two weeks anyway. But I've spent most of this week wanting to revisit an old pale of mine called Hot Pun that's like Ringwood and, you know, like like an old school, you know, 1995 pale ale from around here. And we haven't made it in like six years. And they're asking me, what do you want to make? And I was like, I want to make this one again. But I'm terrified the world's not going to like a little Ringwood Pale anymore. <laughs> I was hoping you were. I was hoping you had one of those in the kitchen. I'm going to love it if I find out your secret yeast is Ringwood. Um, <laughs> takes a takes a fucking very confident brewer to fuck with Ringwood these days. Um, sure does. So what else is going on? Um, what tell us more, man? So besides Italy. How much? Yeah, you know. So you're you're not there. Like, talk to me about your your contract brewing days. You're obviously there on the deck days. How many times are you checking, and are you there on packaging? And what are you doing with your time in between? Sure. Um. So obviously, going up for the brew days, and you know, for glow up, obviously doing the fruit processing, and for these first ones, you know, obviously with the IPA, it was very important to me to be there during the dry hop period, so that we can really lock in the character that I was looking for as well as over the transfer to the bright Um, and going up for packaging days, um, you know, up there, it's not like using Ironheart where it's, you know, a little bit more hands on deck and, you know, you're trying to dial it in, you know, they have this 24 head rotary Crohn's canning line that is, you know, kind of an absolute Ferrari. Um, yeah. So on canning I've days, I've seen them no, work. I've never canned yeah. them, but I've seen them. You know, you, you hook it up and you, you're good to go. It's counter pressure. You know, the DO is really good. Um, so packaging day is more of a like, hell yeah, we did it kind of a day. Um, but outside of all of that, you know, obviously I still need to, you know, I've been working on this branding for over a year. So during that time, I obviously needed to work and make money. Um, yeah. So I've been back back to my bartending roots. Um, so, um, you know, once folks do it a shift. Yeah. So once folks beer shuttered, I picked up Tuesdays at Gold Star. Um, and then I am also at Root and Branch, uh, my good friends, Ryan and Anthony's Brewery out in Copaig, Long Island. I'm there Wednesdays and Saturdays. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So I'm kind of juggling bartending. What's Gold Star? Going I don't know Gold Star. You don't know Gold Star? Oh my God. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely one of my favorite bars in Brooklyn, if not the whole city. Um, it's a really cozy little spot on the corner of Underhill. Um, not just, just off of like Vanderbilt, it's on the parallel street. Um, okay. so it's kind of near beer street South and beer wax. And it's been there for six and a half years, I believe almost seven. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's all vinyl, um, really cozy, all wood interior for the most part, um, constantly changing draft lists. Um, they do beer to go outside the window and that's cans as well as, uh, crowlers off the draft. And it's really impressive to see how much lager is consumed there alone let alone just beer in general being pushed out that window. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, they do. They do quite nice. a business over there and it's a great That's staff good. and, uh, and what they, night of they the do week a good job curating the list. I'm there on Tuesdays. I don't know. So Ferguson and I are looking for a night out. So and since usually that takes us to beer wax, maybe I'll convince them to do it on a Tuesday. And we can drop in on you and I'll get all yeah. drunk and hassle you across the bar for a good old time's <laughs> sake. Um, Paul, what did I ask that you wanted to ask? Because we're out of time. No, this was uh, 
insightful and I'm excited about drinking at new places and once again, drinking Joey's beer. You want to come to gold star with me and Jesse one night? Maybe. <laughs> come on, John. Let's get so, you out. Yeah. It, it, it just says, because I, I like when Augie says John, like John one I, night and then it turns into four days later. But John, and, John like, and I, how the have fuck did I get to Copenhagen? Yeah. Over the last five weeks, John and I have been together nine or 10 out of town days. Which even for a perfect hetero like make coupling like we share has been a, a lot. lot of drinking time. It's a lot. Um it's a lot. Which may be why the minute I got home, I called up Jesse and was like, dude, I need a proper night out. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyways, I, have, I haven't been drinking hard enough. That's Let right. Me turn I, that switch I need somebody well. who drinks just like me, not kind of like me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, awesome, dude. Joey, this all sounds fucking great. I mean, everything always sounds great. You guys, thieves, go home and listen to the last two episodes. Everything always sounds promising, which is probably a testament to your wherewithal and hustle. So good on you, man. That all sounds fucking delightful. I'm proud of you. Yeah, Um, thank you so much, guys. Keep it up, of course. Brian Uh, Cass. Do we have a letter? Kennedy, my man? We read them all last time. We did a letter. Fucking Kennedy. No, that's not his fault. That just means that they're not letter. Hey, Brian Cass, how do they write us a letter? I steal this podcast or steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, I'm already one beer in here. We should Uh, definitely do a steal this podcast spinoff. Steal this podcast. Steal this this beer podcast at gmail.com, where you can send us your love letters and hate mail. Follow us on all social medias at steal this beer. See what we're drinking on Untapped. Steal this beer. Uh, and Patreons, thank you guys so much for kicking in the ducats. Helps uh, get beers to our guests, so we can have a fun and enlightening conversation about beer. Um, that's where all our stuff is. Joey, where can they find you uh, at on the interwebs? Yeah, right now, definitely the most active place is going to be Instagram, which is at Shanker Beer, um, and we also have a website, Shanker Beer, um, which I'll be updating as we put more beers out. Cool. All right. All right, y'all. Get at us.